it's Jason Manford. Hope you're well. Uh, I'm not really here. This is the best of uh, show uh, over the sort of the best of links over the last eight months. So I hope you enjoy that. Um, I just wanted to say a little uh, welcome and thank you for listening to all the new people who are listening on all the different absolute networks, uh, listening to your different sorts of specific decaded music. Uh, so we'll be here every Sunday. So uh, I'll see you then. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Carl Donnelly is my guest this morning. Uh, I'm actually at a festival. Oh, right, weekend, that's festival. What I'm, doing. I'm going to a festival called Underneath the Stars. Yes. Uh, which is uh, sort of like a family but like a folk music sort of festival okay. thing up in Yorkshire with a yeah. woman called Kate Rusby, who I'm a big fan of. Yeah. And, uh, and who was that? Newton Faulkner and people okay, like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm taking my my daughters. It's their very first festival. What age are they? They are my eldest is seven. Right. So it was um, yeah trying to work out because a couple of their mates had gone to um, Glastonbury with their parents. I, mean, I never feel comfortable at a festival when there's families around. <laughs> but that's not mainly because of my behaviour at festivals <laughs> in the past. Yeah, but it's not for them. There's something that creeps me out about a baby with their massive headphones on. Yeah, it's just weird, isn't it? It's like if you've had to put, if you've had to bring those for your baby, you know you're doing something wrong. Yeah, exactly. Ear protectors. Yeah. That's why they don't make them baby size. Yeah. The, the, the adult adult ear protectors. Yeah. yeah, no, I think babies probably a bit much, but yeah, minus seven and six, and they're desperate to go to one. And uh, I wasn't going to Latitude. Yeah, because I've done that as a performer, and that looks like that's like a gateway festival to. Proper festivals, yeah, I think. Gateway festival. Yeah, like a gateway yeah. festival. You know, the... when they're about 10, you want to get them down, download, <laughs> and just really throw them in the deep yeah. end. Work their way up to uh, Tina Park. Oh, and, uh... Like Leeds can be quite hairy, can't What's it? the one in Manchester where? So what's the one that, that we have up in Manchester that's always ru- Park. ruckus? Park, Park life. life. Crikey, oh, Park Life. I've never heard of it. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's horrendous. Oh. You, it's just like, you just see people coming back from it just like they've been yeah. in a war, like just staring. I've had that. Coming we, like, oh, it's awful, <laughs> awful. Well, I went to Glastonbury um, as a punter for four days, me and my friend went, mm. and we didn't sleep for four days. And on the last night, he had a minor heart attack. Yeah. And we were young. <laughs> yeah. That's how bad it was. He yeah. was fine. Like, yes. now, but they did have to put a little valve in his one of his... Oh, my one goodness. Of his, yeah. It was, but well, it, they it said, to me. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm not saying that's how you should go about festival, <laughs> especially not this folk one you go to no, the weekend. I, I was going to say, if, it's, if it gets to that stage... <laughs> Yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard to. There's no mosh pit. No, I don't uh, folk festival. Newton Faulkner's going to inspire such behaviour. <laughs> Let's hope not. We're talking uh, this morning about your um, your best or worst or weirdest experiences at a um, at a festival. Uh, obviously, that we're hitting festival season. Uh, so I asked on Facebook for all the um, all the ones that you may have had, and it and it it seems. I mean, how many messages do we have? We must have had thousands. thousands. So people have the weirdest experiences uh, at these uh, at the festivals. I'm I'm actually terrified. This one here, Cat Envis. The best is probably a bloke wandering around our campsite, middle of the night, shouting, does anyone recognise my voice? <laughs> That's terrifying. That does, yeah, it sounds like he may have been... Um, yes, partaking. Somewhat, yeah, quite. In the yes. festival revelries. Yes, and I don't think it was just fruit cider. <laughs> let me tell you that much. Also, I've heard this, like, people are up all night as well, at these, yeah, in, yeah. In, even in the camping bit. Yep. There's no point where somebody goes, OK, everyone! No. 
Nej. Ja, det er snart bad times. <laughs> none of that is it. No. Bad. Oi, bad. There's none of that is it. Yeah. It's just like people going, Alan, Alan, like till four o'clock yeah, in the morning. Yeah. You'd also, you'd always hear a really good argument in a tent oh, from a couple as well. That. That's, that's the of course, one bit, no walls. Yeah, it's, it's so much fun. Yeah, not all the things you hear, I imagine. I know. But uh, and good arguments. Yep. I do love a good row. Yeah, yeah. Or somebody else's, obviously. I've actually got a new invention. Um, I think I think I mentioned this on the show before, just for copyright reasons. Um, but uh, my idea is, you know, like the car alarm. Nobody listens to it anymore because we've heard it so many times. Yeah, cars yeah. get stolen all over the place. Replace the sound with just a couple having a row. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're like two o'clock in the morning, you're like, Tony, I hate when you do this. You're like, oh, have a little look. Oh, someone's getting their Ford gear nicked. I'm going on Dragon's Den. Uh, and quite a few people have mentioned this uh, screaming Alan and Steve yeah. in the middle of the night. I've never heard that. Right, so this is a thing that I started. I know, yeah, from... Um, from Walk on the Wild yeah. Side. But it, festivals all over the place. Every year someone says, oh, we were shouting Alan till three o'clock in the morning. Because people say, Alan, Alan, just three o'clock in the morning. It's weird. Yeah. That, that thing that makes me no money is so popular. <laughs> livid. Absolutely Would you livid. want rights for every time someone sh- drunkenly so, shouts it? Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> I mean, I've seen... I've seen... got to PayPal you 10p every time they <laughs> shout it in the street. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be surprised if in the paper this week they were like, and Jason Manford gets 300 grand a year for every time the word Alan is used. <laughs> <laughs> you must have had some weird experiences as a, at festivals. I don't know. I, I think I used to go to them as a, you know, as a punter back in the day. We once um, snuck... We managed to basically break backstage me and a few friends back like years ago yeah, at Glastonbury yeah. and we climbed this is dangerous I'm not recommending we climbed to the no. top of a lighting rig uh, where there was a the massive industrial spotlights and it was lighting up the stage like about 400 metres away there was a guy wow. DJ and there was like about a thousand people dancing around the stage and the spotlight that we now were in control of was just on the guy and uh, we, we suddenly we got overcome with like the power of what we could do <laughs> and then my friend just did so he just moved it about half a centimetre at our end mm. but what that did was just moved it down so it only lit up the DJ's legs <laughs> and everyone in the field just suddenly got weirded out like it felt a bit it was like something's changed but I can't tell what it is yeah not enough to change and then amazing. we started putting it on people walking across the field like individuals <laughs> we followed them like a sort of police spotlight <laughs> and then we got caught and uh, almost got kicked out of the festival I'm surprised you didn't that's, that's impressive that you managed to talk about yeah. kicking you out uh, Claire Hunt says, talking about things that you bring to a festival, she says, my favourite festival moment was at a particularly damp Glastonbury. Uh, a chap paddled past us in a canoe shouting, they all said I was mad bringing this, but who's laughing now? <laughs> <laughs> there's quite a few about sort of uh, funny, fancy dress. Oh, do people dress up then at the uh, well, That's got quite popular in the last like, 10 right. years. Festivals are full Is of Is that one of those things where you, like, you think it's funny and then you get there and after a while you're like... <sighs> Like the guy does the marathon in the deep sea diving outfit. Yeah. Like, oh God, why have I done this? Two minutes in, he's like, oh, I should have <laughs> worn them tiny shorts like everyone else. Yeah. It's also something about fancy dresses. There's a point in the evening where you just resent yourself for. Like, yeah. Like there's nothing sadder than seeing like a like a Batman walking home at two in the morning, <laughs> just on his own. Just like, yeah, you regret that, didn't you, mate? Uh, but Elizabeth McCormack said um, the weirdest one she saw was a, a group of guys dressed as bananas running for their lives, closely followed by a group of guys dressed as monkeys trying to catch them. <laughs> so that's obviously what, you're obviously going to spark some rivalries and fancy dress. Yeah, of dress. course, for no, no reason. <laughs> I mean, if, of course, she actually saw that. 
I mean, the things that go on at festivals, who knows what she was looking at? (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. There's another brilliant one as well uh, for the fancy dress. Louise Marsland on Facebook said, At Glastonbury this year, I saw two people dressed as ladybirds try and start a fight with a question mark and an exclamation mark. (laughs) Surreal. I don't think I've ever seen a question mark as as an outfit, but that's impressive. I've... To take that to its ridiculous conclusion, I also went to a party many years ago. It was one of those odd parties. I was about 15, and it was a party that my science teacher was having. And uh, she was br- she was a great teacher. We just we went to her house party. There's only about four students, so we were like her favourites. And uh, we went to this house party. And it was kind of fine. It was all you know. It was a bit odd, and it was a fancy dress party. I went as a I think as a cowboy or something like that. My friend was a fairy or whatever. It was all that sort of stuff. And there was a guy for ages. I was like, is he the tango man? Like he he was like a big fat bloke in a, in a sort of a nappy type thing, and um, and he sort of oranged himself. Up a bit. I thought, oh, it must be the Tango Man. Remember, you've been Tango. Remember those adverts? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so for a laugh, I was like, no, I didn't go and slap him, but I went, <laughs> I was like, you've been Tangoed. And he went, I'm Gandhi, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he was furious. I was like, Gandhi was famously thin. I yeah, mean, yeah. you are about 22 stone. <laughs> yeah, and not orange. I don't believe Very it. much not orange. <laughs> Jason Manford. Absolute Radio, where real music matters. Delisa Ponder is my guest this morning. Yes, I am. I wanted to talk about this, right? I was chatting to my mum the other day, and um, she reminded me of a moment when I was a child where, because we were poor, Delisa, we were very poor, and uh, in South Manchester, and uh, but of course at the time it was it's hard to be poor when you're a kid because other kids, even though they were also poor, now when I look back. They seem to just have more things than us. Obviously, their parents had uh, prioritised different things. You know, they got the right trainers or yes. they had, a, you know, a telly or a car or a dad or whatever. And um, we, um, when I look back, I think, crikey, yeah, we, my parents didn't bother about those things. So, for example, my mum told me about a time when she had, we got like a pair of trainers from the supermarket. They were like a two-stripe trainers, right? from like Quick Save or something, I don't know where they were from. They must have been about eight quid. They were awful, <laughs> really uncomfortable, fell apart, melted in the water. And what she'd done, because I was so embarrassed at school, was painted with a bit of like Tipex, an extra stripe oh, no. on the side of the trainer. Oh. So it had three light-year-old Adidas. As if, as if the kid, I mean, it's almost worse. It's worse. Well, it is worse. It's going to wash off. It's going to wash off. The, ki- the kids in class are going to go, oh, have you got a... Da- Hang on a minute. I like. I sort of like this idea, this uh, sort of keeping up with the Joneses, sort of yes. moments where you... Maybe you you pretend you've gone a bit higher end than you have. I pretended that I knew about classical music when I knew nothing when I was around posh people. <laughs> and it's very hard to fake information and it quickly becomes apparent that you're blagging it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think we do. I think a lot of us do that, don't they? Just sort of pretend that you're uh, you're doing stuff. But you did that just to sort of feel because there. you want to be part of the. Of course, you don't want to get left out, do you? I'm, the amount of times I'm like, somebody says, "Yes, and so and so did this." Do you know that person? I just go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I'll, ne- I'll never say never heard of him ever. Uh, Rachel says, "I put cheap coffee in my husband's coffee jar. He only drinks a certain brand. He's still not twigged." People are very snobby when it comes to food, aren't they? There, yes, about own brands, and but by all accounts, a lot of these own brands are made by 
you know, your Kellogg's in the same and your, factory your sometimes. hands of this world, yeah. Uh, Nikki says, when Sky first started, a mate made a satellite dish from a bin lid, tinfoil, some sticks and a cigarette box, just so he looked like he had Sky telly from the outside. <laughs> like that. Uh, Kim says, uh, cheap ketchup siphoned into Heinz ketchup bottle. Oh, and that's not even saving that much money. I mean, how much are you saving there? Come on. <laughs> the amount of effort. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, Lisa uh, put a deck chair in the shed so we've got a summer house. I mean, you well, sort of have, haven't you? You sort of do. Absolutely you have. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where music matters. Delisa Ponders, my guest. You uh, might have seen do uh, very well. Where did you finish in uh, Britain's Got Talent? Third. 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 And who, who beat you? A very talented little kid who is a magician okay. called Izzy. Right. And a brilliant musician called uh, Tokyo Myers. Yeah. Where are they now? Though? Exactly. They're not here, are they? <laughs> huh? Not here, son. <laughs> You're the, the nation's winner. Uh, I mean, you weren't. With that <laughs> quarter of a million pounds. Yeah. Oh. oh, it hurts, it hurts. It still hurts. About that bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. I mean, what's a seven-year-old going to do with a quarter of a million pounds? I know, I know. Oh, well. You know, it's the... It's the, it's the no, there's nothing I can <laughs> say. I was going to say, say it's the taking part. Nothing. There's no, nothing you can nothing. say. Um, so we're talking this morning about keeping up with the Joneses. Have you ever have you ever faked something to sort of keep up with everybody else? Uh, Alan's on the line. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Jason. Morning, pal. Where are you calling from, pal? Sunny Gatley near Stockport. Oh, very nice. Very, you don't sound like you're from Gatley. <laughs> no, originally down south. Moved oh. up with work. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. So, uh, Alan, what's your story? Well, like many of us, you nip into Aldi for a pint of milk and some bread, and rather than walking out with a chainsaw, yeah. I uh, <laughs> saw a few uh, discounted apple trees in the uh, the middle aisle. So oh. I thought, oh, I've got a bit of spare spare space at home. Yeah, you never know; they might grow. So uh, <laughs> get home, plant them in a row, and uh, lo and behold, I now have an orchard. Is that right? That is, because unknown to me, as was checked by my colleagues on Google at work in their disbelief, five apple trees in a row, or five apple trees together, yeah. equals an, or- an orchard. Is that the, that's the classification? <laughs> that's the number. <laughs> five. Is, all you need to do, get down to Aldi or other stores are available, yeah. pick up five apple trees, and you can now have your very own orchard. Is it, and is it worth visiting your orchard? Is it, is it a beautiful site? Uh, it's just a small strip of land next to some wheelie bins. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds beautiful. Sounds picturesque. But it has produced a crop of apples, which uh, has been tested by my colleagues at work with much uh, pro- approval. Oh, well, lovely. Well, that's all you want. I have an apple tree. It's done its job. It has indeed. And nice this year's crop is already appearing. Lovely stuff. Well, I'll, I'll, when I'm driving through Gatley next on the way home, I'll keep an eye out for... Uh, keep an eye out for the magic orchard, yes. Alan's, <laughs> Alan's orchard. Nice one. Cheers, pal. Have a good day. You take care. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Bye-bye. Where real music matters. Now, a party political broadcast by the Conservative Party. Choose life. Choose a job. Choose a career. Choose a family. Choose washing machines, cars, compact displays and electrical tin openers. What is going on with the Conservatives? What is that? What's this? Oh, okay. Michael Gove. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the others. Yeah. What is going on? I just... I, I, I put the news on yesterday. Yes, they're all sort of jumping on a bandwagon there. Okay? Yeah, it, what I thought was, oh, he's ashamed. He's come out and he said, yeah. I took cocaine once. And I thought, oh, he's ashamed. But then 
somebody else has got left yeah. Andrew Ledsom. Oh, I did marijuana. I did this, yeah. It's like they're trying to be cool. I drank a bottle of penicillin once. <laughs> Some <laughs> smoke opium at a wedding opium. like Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> what year was this when what you were doing the drugs? a clay pipe while he was trying to solve a murder. Who smokes opium? What is going on with them? It's like they're all trying to sound like, I'm, I'm the same as you, mate. Yeah. It's I, just we've weird. all done a bit of opium. At <laughs> <laughs> <Just laughs> a wedding. <laughs> I've been to a lot of weddings and I've never been offered opium. Not once. <laughs> I think eight of them now have come out. And it's all various levels. You know what I mean? Going, I did poppers once. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's all various levels. <laughs> I drank a bottle of 2020 behind the skip. <laughs> it's, it's sort of the same week that Zamo's appeared in EastEnders, though. It's sort of tarnishing his entire memory. Yes. <laughs> have you no respect? If we learned anything from the 80s, it was just say no. How many years have we been trying to stop young people doing drugs? Decades. Decades. <laughs> and it's hard to do because, you know, some people see taking drugs... I mean, I've never done them, so I don't know, but, you know, some people see taking drugs as a... As a cool thing. Yeah, yeah. That's what the posters needs to be. A picture of Michael a Gove. A picture of Michael Gove just saying, I took cocaine. Yeah. I think there's a lot of young people who'll go, my drugs are not leave it. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to imagine getting trapped in the corner with him on cocaine. <laughs> oh, my life. <laughs> That'd be a long night, wouldn't it? I just... Think about VAT. Oh, <laughs> please, please. <laughs> Music matters. Sarah Milken is here. You sounded quite deep there. I know. I, I, morning. I, I know. I sort of like Barry White morning. Sexy. And then it just. And then oh, it I went. didn't say that. Then it went. And I felt like I okay. felt that. And then it went straight it's, away. Yeah, it's like you hadn't cleared your throat and you were a bit phlegmy. Yeah, I mean it, that's less sexy. <laughs> so let me tell you about last night. Oh yeah, tell me what happened because I was in the other theatre. You were in, in the, the other within the same complex. Yes, you were with Richard Herring, weren't you? In the, I was in the in the, in the middle room. Uh, he so... said you were in the little room, by the way. <laughs> he told the audience that there was problems in the little room with Jason Manfred. <laughs> I'm sure he did. It's, yeah, it's just to make himself feel better. We have a, we have a long uh, rivalry and history What do people do with reason. Richard? It's yeah. interesting, isn't it? It's all based around him, though. Like, I'm not, oh, yeah, I'm like, no, it's I'm all like... self-generated. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I was at the Lowry last night. I was at the Lowry Theatre. And, um, in Salford, you can't say Manchester because they get really annoyed. I know, and yeah. I obviously don't because I'm from Salford. Yeah, of course. But my support act very much did. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, oh, I probably should have mentioned that, but I just didn't really. Who did you have? Let's I have. had, well, this is this also adds to the story. So I had Tez Ilias. Oh, he's great. Who's absolutely hilarious. What he's a gonna, smasher. He's going to be huge. He's got some very funny stuff. And, he's just uh, lovely as well. And he's he a did, lovely man, very warm. He with Jared Christmas, that charity gig I did for the, um, for the New Zealand mm. uh, mosque shootings. Yes. He, yeah, he organised that and uh, what, just a lovely bloke. Really nice guy. Yeah, very, and you might know him if you watch Man Like Mo Bean. Uh, he's, uh, he's one of the guys in that, so on BBC. Um, very funny. Does the first 25 minutes all going well? Now... What happened was, uh, in the audience, unbeknownst to or any of us, a man is has sat on his phone, the, one of the... Hugh, I don't know how to say it. Hugh, Hawaii. Hawaii, is that what they're called? Hawaii? I don't know. I always called. feel like that's a Geordie company, isn't it? <laughs> Hawaii, Hawaii. <laughs> Sounds like Hawaii, Hawaii. <laughs> so there, he sat, sat on his, on phone, his phone. And it sort of slipped... To, to the sort of back of his chair. Well, on the plane these days, they say mm. if your phone slips down, you have to notify somebody. Yeah. So he hasn't noticed, has he? Clearly he's not to noticed. Start with. No. He's not noticed. It's slipped down. Um, and somebody at some point, just towards the interval, has given him a little, um, excuse me, mate, you're, uh, 
your bottom is smoking? Like, and there's smoke coming out Did of his Did he just seat. think it was a compliment? Yeah, like, thanks, <laughs> Thanks very much. Actually, See um, you in the bar the later on. <laughs> 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 so he... Uh, has obviously dealt with it, and then, but the, by that point, the smoke has set the fire alarm off, and just automatically, fire engines, two fire engines rush up, and um, you excited to see firemen. I, I mean, know I would have been weirdly, yeah, even now. And even then I say the weirdest thing: I did a selfie with them outside, or they, they wanted a photo outside. They wanted the, the a fire... photo, of course they did. Can I have a photo with a fireman? Can I get in a truck? <laughs> Can I have a go of the, of the siren? <laughs> I don't know what it's called. I nearly said horn. That's not right, it's is not, it? No. Can I have a go of your horn? <laughs> I mean, good different. It's going to be one of these shows. I feel it. Oh, we're dancing around the line already. Weirdly, <laughs> weirdly, I did. So I've got four of them. Four, four firemen. Stop. Are you flustered? <laughs> it's just hot in here, Jason. Yeah. That's all. All right. Turn your phone off. I am. Um... <laughs> now I know how to set to get the fire brigade to come out. Yes. It's great. And, uh, weirdly, I did. So we did a photo with them. They do smell of fire. Like, I mean, oh, I, I know that's not surprising because they're firemen, but I was like, have you just come from a fire straight straight here? Oh. They were like, nah, just a clothes, can't get rid of it. I was like, fair enough. Were they, like, stripped to the waist holding kittens, like, on my calendar? <laughs> 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 that's how I imagine they put fires yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Just, it's safer to not have clothes on. Yes. You know, because they're just going to catch fire on the That's exactly it, yeah. yeah. That's, that's exactly what they were. If, if you want. <laughs> I want. <laughs> so... So this guy, you know, the phone's got... And then all I see is outside, they bring a bucket of water out with the phone in it. And it's like it looks like a flip phone like now because it's folded in on itself with the oh, heat. Oh, God. But this is what added to the... When the world of comedy timing comes in sort mm. of on itself. Tez Ilias has got some very funny material about his upbringing, about his family life, about being a British Asian, uh, you know, and in the, in the Northwest. His last routine, I won't spoil it if, any, if you go to see it, but his last routine was about terrorism. He, he spoke, about, spoke about terrorism. Very funny, sort of edgy routine about mm-hmm. it. Uh, he'd called the audience uh, infidels. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, then, and then left after this routine about terrorism. The second he left the stage. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are evacuating the building. Oh my like god! Ti- you, can't, you can't make that up. The timing of those two things together was equally hilarious as it was terrifying. Do you think it's possible that the person whose phone it was is a friend of Tez's, and that's how <laughs> he ends every set? Just, to, <laughs> just as his big finale. Jason Manford, Absolute Radio, where real music matters. We were both at a gig on Friday night. Of course. We didn't even know until that this we morning. Were there, until this morning. Oh, I mean, I knew I was there. I just didn't know you were there. No, I didn't know you were there. Uh, we went to see Hugh Jackman. Uh, How is this? Which is his full title. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, who was performing at the Manchester Arena? I went with a bunch of middle aged women, and mm-hmm. it just. I mean, so did I. It was... There was 12,000 of them. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. Oh my god, what a dish! What an absolute dish! What's it like watching it as a straight man? Is it interesting? Is it? Do same. You ha- was there much for you at all? Pretty much the same as what it <laughs> was it for you, same? because he supersedes sexuality. He's so he he's so handsome. He's so handsome. But yes. you, even as someone who's not interested in uh, men, I was like, oh, yeah. You, well, that's huge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even my my daughter's ten, who's obviously got no you know inkling yes. or anything like that, but she she went, isn't he beautiful? He really is. 
And like, he's 50. He's like twice your age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just about. <laughs> he, uh, but not only that, he's just very talented and charismatic and oh. funny. And, and isn't you know, he lovely? Didn't he seem lovely? He seemed he like a nice bloke, didn't he? Did he did seem like a nice chap. Yeah. Which I think is pretty important in this biz. It really is. And oh, those tunes. Oh my great God. Songs. So good. Was, I had such a lovely time. I had a great old time. It was great fun. I went with, um, so it was my daughter's Christmas present. Right. So she loves The Greatest Showman. Yes. And uh, so we went, uh, so we, I got her and it was, and I did the thing where I went, you can bring like three of your friends. Wow. So yeah, it was me and a lot of, a lot more children than, I'm, than I used usually to have. Around, and, yes. and that's still a lot of kids, so. Uh, but they just had a, what a, what a great time. What that's a great film for kids as well, though, because lots of good messages in amongst all the good songs as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, no, it was great. And, uh, and the girl who sings uh, This Is Me came out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she'd had a shave. Yeah. <laughs> she looks She looks younger, doesn't she, clean shaven? <laughs> she did. But also, other singers that aren't in, like, that were sort of, mm. you know, doing the female voices on other songs were incredible as well. It was a great the show. the dancers. It must have, I mean, my agent was there and uh, she's looked at the production values of the of the show. I mean, I know it's a world tour, uh, and we tour, so we know yeah. how much we spend on, on our staging. Yes. <laughs> It must have cost millions of pounds. Like, I was looking at those screens. But do you watch it like I watch it? I watch it and think, I need light-up steps next time I do a show. I oh, need yeah. some steps that light up as I come down Absolutely. Them. Yeah. Well, I was on that very stage in uh, in December on my tour, and uh, I just had a table with a black cloth on it. <laughs> and a jug of water. Jug of water. Jug, not <laughs> jug, even I a go bottle. jug, yeah. I've gone, big, I've gone big time. <laughs> I've got a jug of water now. Do you never worry that you drink so much water you'll need it on stage? No, I don't have a glass. Oh, okay. I just, I just, I just pour it straight in. Straight in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what it was great fun. But what? a lot of people, that's a lot of you got. Therefore, you got to feed. The, I always think, oh, you got to feed them now. Well, as he said, what 190 crew on that show? He said, and yes. uh, you know, a band of 30 and a, and 20 dancers, and it was a it was a show. And then I read some reviews in it of it the next day. I mean, five stars across the board, of course. Of course. Um, and then the Guardian. <sighs> They oh. give it. They were like, did they was, hate people having a nice time? Yeah, they were like, oh, look at these. they're not used to being surrounded by people who are enjoying themselves. Of joy, so much, yeah. yeah. And they were like, it was like over sentimental and. Uh, oh shit! I was like, God, whatever. Yeah. I don't read reviews. I, I, I read my reviews and then have a little cry. Yes. Yeah, or you know, hurrah, mostly mm-hmm. cry. But I don't read other uh, reviews of other things right. because I just think I'll just make my own mind. Yeah. If I'm going to say something, I know if I can tell if I like it or not. Of course, I don't need somebody I don't need else to read it. Somebody who's joyless <laughs> to tell me that they didn't like it because <laughs> it was too much fun. I know. I had. I remember. If anything, it was too much fun. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous. It's too good. I know. I remember my um, uh, my. I always remember the phrase because I remember it annoyed me at the time in the Guardian, which was, um, "He is." Uh, Something main, something middle of the road, like um, uh, unapol- I don't know what the phrase was now, but he sort of says something about being middle of the road. And I thought, yeah, I, I, li- I like it here. Yeah, yeah. This is where I like Absolutely. it. Absolutely, where all the people are, where all the people who come and see you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, in the middle of the road. Also, uh, you know, you can't have the edge without the middle, mate. This is Jason Manford. This is matters. Sarah Millick is my guest. Hello. Hello. Uh, on this, uh, on, on my birthday. My birthday Sunday. Birthday weekend, I've tried to drag it out onto... Oh, really? A, mm, wife's having none of that. <laughs> Smart lady. Like, you, know, <laughs> you know, during my birthday week, she's like, 
week. <laughs> what was it? A long birth. <laughs> That's a long labour, isn't yeah, it? I'm not having that. <laughs> you poor mum. Yeah, I know. She still reminds me about it. It's funny. My mum is one of those mums who, because I was breech, uh, came out bottom first. Uh, it's no, which... no surprise there. That's the comedy entrance into the world. Isn't <laughs> can't, it? Can't help first. It. Just came out like Kramer. <laughs> and um, and uh, you know, so obviously there were some uh, issues, I imagine, and um, and she still well, brings it up. Does she? Yeah. Maybe they just thought you were like, oh, so it's an ugly one. What an ugly child. <laughs> what a very, look at his pursed mouth. Oh, no. <laughs> it's got massive cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, yeah, she sort of blames me a little bit. She's like, you know, because of this and this, and then there was stitches and stuff like that. Yeah. Stitches and stuff. And she's like, and I had so many stitches. I go, is, it, is it bum first? It's not feet first. No, because you know you, you're curled up, aren't you? Oh, yeah. You're curled so up to your, oh, your feet the next year. Oh, that's the widest. No wonder she doesn't like you yeah. anymore. <laughs> and I've got, her. as you know, massive hips. I'm, I'm a re- Childbearing I'm very, hips. I'm a ve- <laughs> Very... That's what they call them if you're a lady. <laughs> yes. Childbearing hips. Yeah, the names are much ruder for men. Um, but uh, so yeah, but she won't let me forget it. I'm like, even though I don't remember it because I was being born, she's like, as if I still owe her for it. Oh, you like know? you did it on purpose. Yeah, like I was in there going, meh. <laughs> that might come out backwards. Yeah, yeah. Or just so you were sitting, you were comfy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, want, I didn't want to come out. No. <laughs> I was waiting for July. Um, but it was warm. Um, I was thinking this the other day when I was uh, seeing the results of Eurovision. Here's my theory. We either go, do you know what? All right. Let's get the Rolling Stones. Right. Or somebody unbelievable. Let's get Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Let's get somebody British who is unbelievable like yeah. just on another level maybe they've asked these people and they don't want to do it <laughs> you're I imagine assuming that Ed Sheeran's like why don't they just ring me why don't they just call me <laughs> what are you telling me out of all the megastars we've produced in this country not one of them are you telling me Adele after a couple of pints <laughs> Wouldn't quite fancy a crack at Eurovision. I'm not sure she's allowed to make her own decisions after a couple of pints. She's got that <laughs> thing where she she used to do her own social media and then she said she had to give it away to... to and she has to send emails to them and they put it out just to, Prove to check it. that she's not yeah, getting herself I, into trouble. That's not a bad idea, yeah. to be honest. Most people should do that. Yes. Not just singers. You could do it with a filter. Oh, this is my theory. Okay, fine. You hate us and we keep finishing bottom. We're going to send somebody dreadful. Like, not just bad, but long as well. Right. They're doing a 15-minute song. Oh, God. On the ukulele. <laughs> really, like, really... Bleeding fingers by the end of it. Bleeding fingers <laughs> with a choir of, what are those things called? Kazoos? I thought you were going to say oh. children. No, no. <laughs> what are those things called? <laughs> children. <laughs> and a choir of children as well. Children that are singing really badly. Really terrible. Yeah, like, like, the... like school ones, like a school... But like... not the school choir. The no, kids no. who couldn't get into the yeah, school yeah, choir. yeah. yeah. Those kids, you've been selected. For, and we will go out there and we will treat your competition with the disdain that you treat us. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. I think I'm it's a great it idea. all the way. Okay, good. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we have to start recruiting. Are we, are we organising this? Are we, have we taken this on as a job? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's all the we'll sort, the kids. <laughs> we'll sort your revision out. I'll buy the kazoos. Jason. <laughs> Manford. We were chatting before uh, about... Um, about sort of starting learning new things, instruments or languages or hobbies and stuff like that. Because I realised, because our job as a stand-up and writing is a lot of people's hobbies. Like, there's a lot of people in our industry that do our job for nothing. Like, they go and do open mic nights and that's their hobby. And I've realised that because of that, I don't have any hobbies. I don't have a hobby. 
And every Sunday, yeah, every Sunday morning, I, t- I say, "What are people up to?" And it seems to be Sunday is hobby day, and I get people, "Oh, we're off to scuba dive, we're off to uh, go horse riding, we're off to play." That I think I've not got one. I've not mm. got one. What was you saying well, to your well, 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 I was saying I need a hobby, mm. and I like I go out cycling and stuff, but that's not a regular thing. Like she does rowing, and because she does rowing, she's got a, oh, a structured cool. thing to do, and I don't. Mm. And I keep on. I'm, I'm gravitating towards golf, and I just don't. I, I don't like myself I even for the thought. I know what you mean. I thought of golf a couple of times, and I even went to the driving range near the traffic yeah, centre a few weeks back. I don't mind it in the ball. The hitting bit's all right, and the and also the bit at the end, the like crazy golf bit without the clown's face. That bit's yeah, good. But, but Putting. You know the problem with golf. The people who play golf. No, oh. no, no. <laughs> the, it's too long. Yeah, it's too long. It, golf was invented when nobody had anything else to do. A good walk ruined, they say. Yeah, yeah. You know, four hours. I know, I can't do that. You can't do that, can I you? I know. But then we would probably get invited to different things. Yeah, I, we could I, be I at do. a Dex friend. I do, and just say, I don't go, right, I'll give you five holes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for five holes. You can just take that score, multiply it up. That's my number. I'm off. If there was a mass, if there was a giant crazy golf, now I'd be into that. That would be good. A real, yeah. Like an 18 hole, like the size of a proper, like St Andrews or whatever, like a proper course. So you're four hours walking on the windmill. <laughs> crazy golf. Now I'd be into that. Yeah. I'd be into that. And like you've got go-karts instead of buggies and stuff. I think we're yeah, onto something that, You there. know what? You could be onto something. Have you heard of football golf? Have you seen this? This is the new thing. No. So this is where, where I where I go and I've been seeing this personal trainer and next door is a is a golf uh, club and two or three of the ho- the holes are football golf it's essentially for stag dudes I think and just lads and then when they tee off it's just a football and the the hole is big enough for the football so you just tee off crack it then as far as you can and you play golf but <laughs> with a football oh. I mean I'd be into that I'd be, I'd be, I'd be a bit more into it uh, yeah can you use your hands I don't know that's, that seems like not football, though, does it? Because you can't use your hands in football, either. Yeah, but if you're, that's like your tee shot, isn't it? Like a goalie kick. Oh, a C, can you, Do like, you know I mean? like, like a drop kick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be all right, wouldn't yeah. it? Depends how big the, the, how long the range is, I guess. I like that, and then there's this other one where there's running golf. Have you seen that? Oh, that sounds good. Like Happy Gilmore. hit it, and then you run after it. And then hit it and try and get round as quick as you can. Now, that's how, I'd that, be into that. That'd be all right. That but sounds again, fun. 18 holes are too hard. <laughs> five! I'll do five, and then yeah. that'll be me. But imagine, because we've done gigs in some really posh hotels, like Celtic Manor or one of yeah. them. We just rock up and go, right. But we've only ever learned running golf. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, I'll have you a game. Come on then. <laughs> Off we go, <laughs> like, you've, like you've robbed the clubs. <laughs> Come on, let's get this done. <laughs> Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. We're sort of both getting to a point where we wouldn't mind a hobby because every week on the show I see loads of people saying what they're up to. So I asked on my Facebook recently about getting a hobby um, I mean obviously I've got five kids so it's that's your hobby I mean that, that well, well one of your hobbies is stuff that was <laughs> yeah, making them yeah and it was it used to be Sunday mornings <laughs> um, so I got a lot of messages uh, Jack Butler uh, he's uh, he's, t- he's told me to come to Nottingham on a Saturday morning and we'll give you a sword fighting lesson not fencing proper knights in armour sword fighting that would be all right. That would be good. Kings, like, of Th- Kings, what is it, Game of Game Thrones? Game of Thrones, yeah. yeah. With those big long swords like Big one of those, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, You'd be good, you've got a beard. 
Yeah, I've got. I'm, I'm, I'm halfway there. It doesn't make you a good swordsman. No, it and just a northern means you've got a beard. Yeah, that's yeah. what you need for Game of Thrones, isn't it? At the moment, uh, origami. Someone says, "I don't think I'd be bothered with that. No. It's too small." That it's cheap. There's a million tutorials on YouTube, and the ability to just make something from a square of paper is a little bit magic. Yeah. That's what this I person mean, said. It, it is good, but like, uh, I don't know. It's mm. like to me, origami is like sign language, and someone put paper in the way. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a few people have said geocaching. I think is it geocaching? Is that how you say it? What's that? This is like it's like treasure hunt. <laughs> Rick Bates has but it's like treasure hunting without the treasure. That sounds rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point of that? That's just hunting. Uh, not strenuous. Gets you to visit lots of locations. I think essentially there's some app or some websites, and there's the and there's. I'm, and I'm totally guessing here, but there's like geolocations where and you, you go can find, to them. You go to location and then see someone else in an anorak. And then you lose your signal when you're halfway there. <laughs> yeah. I guess like that Pokemon Go one. Yeah. Now, over the last few uh, weeks, when I've been sort of asking people, I usually ask people, "What are you doing uh, over Sunday morning?" Um, and one that keeps coming up is uh, is Joe and Russ, who are in uh, Shrewsbury. And you might have heard me mention it on the show because they go. Well, let's let's ask Joe what she does uh, over Sunday morning. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Morning. Uh, so thanks for thanks for talking to us today. So you you text like most weeks saying that this is what you're doing. That's right. All yeah, right. we try to go scuba diving every Sunday. Scuba diving every Sunday they go, but it's the place you go scuba diving that I've never understood. Well, there's a few places all around, um, all around the UK really. Uh, quarries mostly. In a quarry. Just, yeah. So scuba diving in a quarry, John. Isn't that just dark? Yeah, or like painful. Just trying to get through all that rock. Can't see anything. So what? These I presume these quarries are full of water. Is that what's happened? And you go and and you go in and and you do some scuba diving. But what what made you stay, Joe? What are you finding? Luckily, the, uh, the people who own the quarries have actually made them custom-made for scuba divers. So they sink things like tanks and planes. There's even a, a park, you know, with swings and slides and things that like that. Good. This is like your underwater crazy golf. Yeah, I like it. Maybe we <laughs> yeah. should do this. Scuba this, diving. Uh, sorry, Joe, just because I've done scuba diving in the past. I've done the paddy course and stuff like that. And you do it where you're on holiday in warm water to look at fish. You're saying in the UK... <laughs> You can dive in underwater and see a sunken tank. Yes, yes. And, and and you can even, there's some boats and things like that that you can actually go into. But there's all sorts of wildlife as well. So you've got your pikes and, and koi carp and, wow. and sturgeons. There's loads of things to see. That, that's not, it's not quite as good as the tropical <laughs> one. That it's not the, it's not the Great Barrier Reef, <laughs> <Yeah>. but... <laughs> there's no colour, is it? All those fish are the same colour that you just mentioned. What I like about it is mm. the fact that there's obviously a community that does it. You yeah. know, it must be mm-hmm. a sustainable business if people are bothering to sink tanks and stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, how many yes, people are doing it? And is there, like, websites where you can find out about where to go? Oh, Definitely. Um, uh, can I name some of the quarries? Of course yeah. you can, yeah. Course we're not, we're, can. Not, just, we're not bothered here. I've just took over the show. Like, this is your mission. I'm, I'm, I'm on absolute radio with my guest, Jason Manford. So, Joe, <laughs> do, you know happen, do you know what happened then? The producer looks at me and he mouths, that's what you should be saying. <laughs> <laughs> so go on, Joe. Yeah, you can tell us. Well, you can, if you wanted to look it up, you can go to the Delft, which is in Preston. That's a big quarry. Then right. you can go to Tamworth. Okay. Um, to a quarry called Doss Hill and there's one in Clamberis 
places right. called Vivian. There's all sorts, really. Well, so, but do you know what, Joe? Because I'm looking for a hobby, right? I fancy this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna come along at some point over the summer, um, and I'm gonna come with you and Russ, and yeah. uh, and you can. T- I wanna. I'm gonna come and have a look at this sunken uh, tank or whatnot, and I'm gonna have a little Definitely. swim with you. So I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna see. Maybe this might be my hobby. Maybe this is That'd the way forward. Fantastic. All right, I'll be in touch then, Joe. Thank you very much. No, oh, thank you. I look Lovely. forward to it. Lovely. See you, you soon. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. There you go. So I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to do over the summer. I think a couple of uh, going to try and grab a couple of hobbies. Uh, you know, instead of writing a tour, <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. You heard the phrase uh, catfish? Yes. Yes. It's yes. no longer a catfish. It's a phrase now uh, for the uh, people who don't know. Um, how would you describe it? Sort of people pretending to be other people, so they on online, so they can get them, date them, or interest them, or get their yeah, yeah, make yeah, them fancy yeah, them, pick them up. Like yeah, that. yeah, it's a great show, by the way. If you watch Catfish, I on, have watched that. Yeah, it's yeah, very good. Yeah. It's very good. And you're all the way through. You're thinking, how are they going to get away with it? How are they going to do this? So I've always watched the show and, and understood this process of catfishing from afar, but no longer. I'm involved. I'm right in there. I love this. So yesterday, Kate Stevenson from Sunderland sent me a little message on my Facebook. She said, Jace, uh, you're not in Sunderland, are you? And uh, you're not also on Tinder. <laughs> I wasn't. I was in London. She says, I can't believe someone's using your photos on Tinder, 10 kilometres from me in Sunderland. This is the guy, right? Will, 37. I mean, already that's two years older than... I actually am, by the way. Thank you very much. Um, well, I'm 30, I'm 36 on Friday, but, you know, I'm not bothered. Um, six foot, broad shoulders. I think we know what that means, cheeky so-and-so. Dark blue eyes. Thank you very much. A gentleman, most of the time, he says. Property tycoon and winner of a beauty contest in Monopoly. Because he's hilarious, Will. Mm, yep, yep. Lover much. of Jaffa Cakes is his, other, is his other thing. And he's actually used, I've got to say... To be fair to Will, he's used the photos I'd use. Good. <laughs> the good photos. Yeah. I'm looking good. I'm looking good. But so strange to be involved in this weird And way. more than one photo of you? Oh, yeah. Four or five photos that he's got from one of them I've not even ever seen myself, <laughs> which is really weird. You're like, how do you get that picture of me as a baby at a birthday party? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really odd. How does he plan to pull this off is what I want to Well, that's know. the question. Yeah. Because surely the idea is you get a date. Yeah. And then what do you do? Do you turn up with maybe one of the big heads from my TV show? Exactly. With just your, with, with a, a big head of my, of me. I don't know what his, I don't know what his thought process was. A lover of Jaffa cakes. That was his, that was his thing. The thing is, a lot of it, I mean, I, I do love a Jaffa cake. We were talking about this. Yeah, yeah. you don't like them, do you? Well, I just, orange. I don't know. I'm not into Oh, yeah, I love a Jaffa cake. Flavors. I love them. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Adam Rowe is my guest this morning. Uh, Sophie's message from Durham. This is one of these things. You know, we sort of, in this modern world now where we go, everyone's equal, everyone's equal, there's equality, everyone's the same, anyone could do anything. Doesn't matter what sex you are, everyone's equal. Listen to this. Sophie. <laughs> I'm only up this early because I'm expecting a parcel and it's being delivered by a courier driver I fancy, which means I have to do my hair and makeup. <laughs> 
How does she know who's delivering it? Well, maybe it just says, you know, Jeff's delivering your parcel at <laughs> 7 o'clock. How much stuff does this girl get delivered that well, she recognises Jeff's name? I've got a feeling she's a hoarder. <laughs> And, uh, just Jeff's probably getting cat. suspicious. This is the eighth kettle this week. <laughs> <laughs> but like, when you go, Sophie is doing a hair and makeup because she fancies the driver. You're like, oh, that's quite cute. That's quite hot, actually. I get that. But if I read a text and went, got a message here from Malcolm. He says uh, he's expecting a parcel. It's been delivered by a courier that he fancies. <laughs> <laughs> he got up early yeah. to do his hair and makeup. <laughs> I, I don't know about the makeup thing. No, I mean. Don't get me wrong, if you want to put a bit on it, but I just yeah. think, yeah, just, just your face, your face is your face. Maybe I think it's as I've got older, I just think, I, I guess because now, generally, nobody really does their hair and makeup for me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's I'm more not... you're trying to accept it rather than campaign <laughs> maybe for I'm, it. Yeah, trying maybe. to convince yourself that's what you like. <laughs> yeah, maybe, that's, maybe that's what it is. I think just as you get older, your taste change, don't you? You know, there must be a point in your life. And I remember it, you know, there's obviously a point in your life in your 20s where you're into girls the same age and they've all got, they've all done the hair and the makeup and they've spent hours in it. And as you get older, you know, like, I like mums now. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I'm married to a mum and I, that's the, they're the people I find attractive, mums. You know, so and they don't get time to do a makeup on a, on a school run. They look knackered. In fact, I think that's what I find hot now. I'm I like, think oh. you need to go and see the, the school run in Liverpool, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, that's Rollers true. in, makeup ready for that Saturday night <laughs> yeah. on the Tuesday. Yeah, you, don't, <laughs> you don't get that in Stockport. <laughs> no, but I think that's that's what's that. I can see it myself. I'm like, oh, look at the bags on her eyes. <laughs> I, I'm into, oh, I love a tired mum. Oh, she's got a little bit of baby sick on her shoulder. On, mate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, she looks like she can carry a few shopping bags. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Brian Adams. Are you, I'm ready now, are you? I promised it, yeah. Yeah. I promised it, yeah. Summer of 69. Summer of 69. What were you doing, Summer of 69? I wasn't born. You were swimming around. I probably wasn't. Probably even swimming probably around. Probably wasn't. Then, was no. It? no. I wonder what Brian Adams was doing in the summer. Of well, he was. He got his first real six string. He bought it at a five and dime. But played <laughs> it till his fingers bled. That's what he did in the summer of '69. Did he though? Yeah, him and some guys from school. They, they did a banner. Tried real hard. Did they? Jody quit, but he got married. Should have known and never got far. The thing is... Well, when he looks back now... <laughs> <laughs> seemed to last forever. Yeah. Uh, best days of his life, I'd say. It's weird, though, because he would have only been nine years old when that... Was he in only born in? Yeah. Well, yeah, well... Nine, ten, he was born in 59, so... Well, he always wanted to be in a band, didn't he? So... <laughs> Dedication. Well, that came. When he said Jody, so Jody got married at nine. That's what seems <laughs> odd. That's the bit that stands out for me. Maybe it wasn't wasn't a real wedding. Well, it maybe it depends pretend. what sort of state he's from as well, because a lot That's of those true. weird southern states in the old <laughs> yeah, you know, probably Jerry did, Lewis yeah. and Jerry Lewis and all that. Yeah, of course, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's taken that song down. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's celebrating its 50-year uh, anniversary, isn't it? Because it's... Uh, I guess it is. So it is. Happy birthday, Brian Adams' perfect summer. <laughs> <laughs> Just before the news, we played uh, Summer of 69 and we speculated on yeah. what well, we were, yeah. Brian Adams was, was actually doing in the summer of 69 to write that song, because mm-hmm. according to Wikipedia, he was nine years old. Yeah. So would those things have happened? You know yeah. what I mean? But uh, not being a, mad Brian Adams fan, we hadn't... 
we hadn't researched it. Had we not researched it. We yeah. we also thought he was American for a second. We don't. Yeah. We knew he was Canadian, but we yeah. sort of just he sings like that. We yeah. just put him in that little group. Caroline in Shrewsbury. Uh, so I've been to see uh, Brian Adams forty six times. Summer um, forty six times. Yeah, this is yeah. Hugh. Sorry, Hugh in, oh. in Shepstead. Uh, forty six times in concert. Summer of sixty nine. He says is not about the actual summer of nineteen sixty nine. I know. I know. I know. Brian tells us it's. <laughs> No, I know I'm, I'm ahead of you. You know where he's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about an experience he had yeah, in a certain in a summer. summer. Yeah. Right. So that's... Ruin that. That's ruin that. <laughs> Family disco as your nana's bopping yeah. along to summer. Nana, nana, sit down, sit nana, down. Not for N- you, not nana. Not for you, nana. Not for you. Yeah. Played yeah. until his fingers bled. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> sit down! <laughs> Nobody danced to this. No. Disgusting. He's ruined that. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. So I had a slight embarrassing moment this week, Steve. Go on. Um, I've not told you this yet, but I got um, I got a taxi last week. Mm-hmm. It was an Uber. I'm sorry. Yeah. OK. okay. But That's it was... Apology accepted. Thank I'm you. I'm fine with it. Thank you. I'm just, you know, if I need, a, I just needed a taxi yeah. near where I was. Look, let's yeah, not anyway, get into let's it. Not get to let's that. not get into That's it, guys. It. Okay, I get a black cab a lot of the time. Yeah, let's move on. Anyway, so get in there, and I'm sat in the back, and um, you know they off, they're all on Apple, aren't they? They're all on, they're all using iPhones and stuff for yeah. their maps. So my battery was going, so I said, "Oh, can I use your uh, wire, mate?" And he went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, fine." So I plugged it in, and he was about maybe about sixty. Like yeah. in his sort of mid to late sixties, um, like quite a stocky guy, African guy, very quiet, and uh, I was sat in the back and I'd plug my phone. Anyway, so sort of daydreaming a little bit, looking out the window, and uh, and he sort of got I could hear sort of music on uh, on his on you know coming through his radio, and I was sort of not really listening, and then I thought, oh, I know this song, and it was like an old Irish song, like that yeah. my grand used to sing. I was like. And I said, "Hey, mate!" I said, "My," I said, "My nana used to sing this song." This song, yeah, yeah. He, and he was, he went, "Mm-hmm, okay." And I was like, "Nothing." Right, okay, okay fine. Like, all right, fine. <clears throat> anyway, carried on. Looking out the window. Um, song from uh, uh, from the producers came on, like the the full on song from <laughs> the producers, right? Yeah. Gone for it, like yeah. full on showbiz song. I said, "Hey." I said, mate, I was in this. <laughs> I actually toured with this. Yeah. I toured the whole... This, I did, I know the this, whole this UK. Yeah, this yeah. is springtime. Wow, oh, this I is said, amazing. I saw, he went, OK. I was like... Okay, what wait, is wrong with this What's wrong with this guy? No connection at all. No. Right. So I'm like, this playlist is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Get to the next song. It's from my album. Wow. My, my this album. This guy is a big fan. This guy is on it. <laughs> Maybe said, that's why it's so quiet. You know, he doesn't know what to say. I or... said, this is me. <laughs> this is me. See that? I'm the singing. Said, that's me singing. I'll do it now. I'll do it. I'll do it. Where bit. you live. That's me from My Fair Lady. I chose that song because I just loved it. It's one All of right, mate. Granddad's favorite song. He's like, okay. And then I went to send a quick text. And when I looked at my phone. Yeah. Did he go my- through the, the when you send the text <laughs> through the through the Uber speakers? He was playing my playlist. Yeah, that's the thing. Off my it? phone. Yeah, and obviously I, I must have sounded like a mental case. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, mate. My nana used to sing this. Yeah. OK. All right. So, <laughs> great. Thanks for letting me know what's going on. I was in this play. show. Mm-hmm. OK, OK. Brilliant. That's this fantastic. This is me singing. Yeah. Why are you showing off in my taxi? <laughs> Your Uber A is going to plummet. <laughs> I, in, in embarrassment, I unplugged it, but I should have just, I should have really out. <laughs> I should have just read it. Yeah. Just carried also, on. Notes would have come on. <laughs> uh, idea for a new show. Um, just... <laughs> These are my, I had this exact same idea for a show. Who <laughs> just woke up really weird dream as aliens? <laughs> I had this dream. Do you know it's actually not about the summer of '69. This. Yeah. <laughs> we chatted about. That's me chatting about it. <laughs> What did you want to be when you were a kid? Well, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be an electrician. Oh, right. Which isn't that glamorous. Mm-hmm. But I really did. Uh, I'm colourblind. Oh. So I can't be an electrician. Does that or rule a... you out straight away? Yeah, because of much. the <laughs> Does it? It's all wired up. Turn it on. <laughs> I've done the plug for you. I've got the pink wire, the, the grey one. The what? The pink one, the grey one, and the no, orange no, no, one. They're no, no, all no. done. There's no pink ones, mate. Fireman, I couldn't be a fireman either. See, this seems like now. That's odd, the fireman ones odd. Like, like I'm going to go, oh, they're nice curtains. Oh, it's a fire. <laughs> like, I don't know where that would, I don't know where that would affect me. It'd be a very brave, politically correct man who gives you a job as an electrician. Yeah. You know, I'll employ you, mate. No, it is not right that you are being held back. <laughs> you want to... We're all welcome You seriously want to do this? <laughs> Let him do your house. No, no, I didn't say you could do my house. <laughs> So yeah, that was what I, was what I wanted to do. And right. the fireman was out as well, which oh, was probably my second choice. When I was a kid, I used to think I missed a lesson at school. When they went, so that's blue, and that was. Oh, you missed it. I thought I'd missed a lesson. Just missed colours. Yeah, oh, I missed a colour day. Oh, that breaks my heart a yeah. bit, like a tiny Steve Edge. Like, miss, when did you do yellow? <laughs> yeah, I did. And then there's like a test you do when you're sort of about eleven at junior school. I remember, and, and it was like it's like all spots on a thing, and you can see numbers in it and, you know, mm. and stuff. You won't remember it because you passed it. No, I don't no remember you don't it remember it. It's one of the most traumatic days of your life. <laughs> the entire room, the entire room goes, and this one, everybody goes thirty-six, and you go six. <laughs> just all follow everybody, and then they go right, brilliant, you've all passed. Go out the room, Steve. Can you stay here? And, and I was the only one in my my oh. finger. But obviously, my brother, he was colourblind as well, so they had an they had an eye on me. Oh. I see, right. Four years earlier, he'd been colourblind. They went, keep an eye on the lad <laughs> who's coming in a second after everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I remember buying a carpet for my house in Manchester mm. and there was a little carpet shop, a little sort of local corner one. And I went over there and I said, listen, um, I'm after like a brown carpet. when this one is brown. And I went, well, now, is it? I don't know what the colour is. I'm sort of colourblind. He went, what? Exactly. <laughs> like literally, you know how big them rolls are. He's pulling them out. Going, what colour's that? And I'm going, oh, some, that blue. And he's going, yeah, it's blue. And he's like, no, it's not. And he's calling pillow. I go, Dave, Dave, come out here quick. He thinks that's orange. It was just like ridiculing me. Oh mate, I'm not laughing at you. I'm, yeah. I'm just laughing at the situation. But I mean, it's funny isn't it, in a way because again, this day and age, you wouldn't. Like disability, you won't be laughing at it. There's no laughing. It's no laughing but matter. Suddenly, mine's funny. Apparently. There's a lot of us. Look, still laughing now. I'm not. Yeah. yeah, I wonder what. Maybe you need to get a. You need to get a march together. Yeah. Get a, get a lot of you. You know. Yeah. I mean, get someone else to do the signs, but you know, other than yeah, you know. yeah. we'll all meet on Green Street. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Jason. 
Bamford, where real music matters. I remember when someone collapsed at my gig at uh, Newcastle, and uh, and you'll have to bleep this. <laughs> but this woman collapsed. I said, "Is anybody in the house? Like, can fix this? You know, fix this." This guy come running over, and he's like, "Straight, I'm paramedic, paramedic." He got there, and then from the other side of the theatre, this other guy come running over, glasses and his hair, you know, bobbing on top of his head, and he come over. And he went, "Hello, I can help. I can help." And the paramedic went, "What are you?" And he went, "I'm a GP." He went. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a mods and rockers, isn't it? <laughs> it really was. I'm a paramedic, lad. Wow. <laughs> He's never spoken to like that in his life. No, he really hasn't, but you really don't want a GP. No, no. What's a GP going to do? Give me no. some galpol. Don't get me satchel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Why don't you just go away and have a, you know, see if it goes away and in three days yeah, and give you yeah. some antibiotics. Yeah. Um, so early on in the topic, it's very rare that you find what is essentially the winner. Oh, okay. But I'm okay. going to give it anyway. Frank Durham. Okay. Trip to Blackpool Illuminations from Liverpool. Sounds like a fun day. Yeah. Who doesn't like the Blackpool Illuminations? Mum, dad, three and six year old, and grandma, all in the car, ready oh, for a lovely day. Lovely. Gorgeous. Oh, what a Gorgeous. lovely day. The car breaks down on the motorway. Oh, okay. Ooh. Rescue vehicle drops us off in Preston for us to catch the bus back to Liverpool. Mm. Harsh. Right. I feel like you're not paying the full amount for your roadside recovery there no I mean that's if they're dropping you off at a bus station yeah yeah there you go you get a bus from I think you must, why don't you go for the gold option yeah they drop you off at a train station <laughs> <laughs> waiting at the bus stop six year old vomits into his wellies <laughs> okay right we're it's off ramped up <laughs> this keeps ramping up that's the, that's one of the best things that happens in to them. The Into <laughs> Why not the floor? It's still it's the floor. A, it's a bus station in Preston. Oh, it's a nice one though, it's isn't like, it? Oh yeah, Preston it's a bus nice station's one. a nice one. Even so, still yeah, yeah. By now it's eight o'clock in the evening. Disembarking from bus and three-year-old asleep falls from my grasp and cracks his head on the metal bar. Oh my! Grandma goes home to find Grandad ill. Calls ambulance. Husband puts kids to bed. And minutes later, I hear, Mummy, Daddy is lying on the floor pulling funny faces. <laughs> what? This oh, this worse. is horrific. Followed by, now he's making funny noises. He's got a funny colour. Run upstairs to find husband on the floor struggling to breathe. Transpires, six-year-old was on the top bunk being tickled, kicks out and fractured husband's sternum. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Husband ends up in the same hospital as Grandad. <laughs> Fast forward two days toward in hospital taking six-year-old to visit. He has some sweets he wants to give to Dad. Turns out said sweets are tiny candy bones in a coffin. Guy in next bed laughs so hard he relapses. Husband discharged himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's the winner. Wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That just got worse and worse. Matters. Talking this morning about the telly. Have you been on the telly? Uh, Ollie from Colchester says, Jace, uh, I was on Motormouth as a kid talking about my pet rats. Motormouth? It must have been before our time. That so young. I say our time. <laughs> your time, and I don't remember it. We didn't have a telly for a long, a long of those, a lot of those years. June Vincent, Pebble Mill. I do remember Pebble I Mill. I remember Pebble Mill. Pebble Mill at one for Slimming World. <laughs> she was on there. <laughs> They gave us uh, wine and then told us not to eat the pre-packed food so fast. We were starving. I bet you were. I've um, got one from here, sorry. Louise Moore, she says, Mm. I was surprised on Saturday TV uh, with Going Live. Philip Schofield rang me up. Suddenly, a camera was in my face. I was wearing a beautiful dolphin T-shirt. Then Take That appeared in my front room. What? How cool is that? Sounds like a dream. It does. (laughs) 
<laughs> then the dolphin jumped off the T-shirt and ate Mark Owen. Uh, Ian from Norwich said, uh, I'm hopefully on telly next month. I was I was uh, front row at your first show of Big Heads. <laughs> this is, so this is the show that I'm... Uh, I'm for ITV that starts next month uh, the game show uh, it was the episode where the German guy who played Boris Johnson quit oh yeah there was a guy who uh, who quit the show halfway through oh yeah. wow yeah he did he just left why was he injured no he was just a well, I can't say the word. No, he was um, he was just in a bit of a mood because he got oh. beat. He was so oh. overcompetitive that he got... Be- I mean, what was funny was he got beat in the whatever game it was. He got hit by a giant shark, right? <laughs> and then... And then was in a mood, and I, I was trying to, I was trying to take him seriously, but he had a massive Boris Johnson head on, and he was sat in the mouth of a shark, and I was like, I don't think I can, I don't know, I don't know if I can take this seriously. Did he to be storm off stage with the big head on? Yeah, and he went. Way. It's the only episode where we, I had to do a link where I was like, because usually you say we do like a closing goodbye link where we get rid of the person, and uh, and off they go and they have a goodie bag or whatever it is. <laughs> Didn't get one. They get one because he was like, no, I'm not going on. I was oh like, oh my god. All right, mate. It's only a game. <laughs> <laughs> only a game. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, the only time uh, that I've been on telly was uh, Newcastle United winning the championship years ago. At half-time, I went on and had a kickabout on the pitch. I took a penalty. I presume he was invited on. Uh, I took a penalty against Tim Krul, the, uh, the the Newcastle United goalkeeper. As I took a run-up to shoot, I stumbled in front of 72,000 fans. Oh. It was embarrassing as I landed face first on hard ground. It actually caused a nosebleed. <laughs> Lawrence Rennick. Looking back at it now, I laugh. I don't know if you do, Lawrence. That's really, that's, I don't, he's scarred. And if you do, you shouldn't be. You should be deeply ashamed. <laughs> Terrible thing to have happened. And you spoil a lot of people's day. Uh, no, that is awful. What an awful thing to happen in front of all those people. Because football fans are cruel as well. Of all the fans, yeah, they're that's the cruelest. The amount of times that, I don't do it now. Every so often, Man City, who I support, they'll ring me up and they say, uh, oh, you come on the pitch at half-time and do a bit. I say, no, I'm not doing it. Because even my even the fans of my own club are so vicious. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's only so many times you can hear 56,000 people chanting, there's only one Johnny Vegas. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I've not had a shave. <laughs> Guys, oh, you know. amazing. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. We're real music. Matters. Ellie Taylor is my guest this morning. She is. She's here in the room. Uh, she loves the show. Uh, <laughs> James says, uh, Hi, Jace. Uh, my wife Lindsay's arm was on That's Life in the 80s with Shepard Stevens. <laughs> Very specific. Somebody said their nose was on casualty as well. We've had some just weird... That should be definitely a sh- for future shows. What bit of your body has been on a TV show? That's great. Yeah, or what, what, yeah, what was wrong with you in casualty? <laughs> yes. My, um, my mum was on a quite a good show. Oh, go on. So this is a good factoid for you. My oh. mum and, and my granddad were the first ever winners on contestants and winners of the Generation Game. Wow! How good is that? That is impressive. I don't they know win- if they got a cuddly toy. I, I hope they did. Yeah, maybe I don't know. the cuddly toy not even started. Yeah, by I don't then. know. Yeah, it was. It and was who was was that? Ago. Still Brucey? Was that? Would the Brucey start? I don't that think. Off? Think it was someone else. Didn't they do well? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've done a couple of like celebrity quiz shows. I have. How have you done? I've done not, not. I've not embarrassed myself. Right. I mean, a little bit of inside knowledge. They make it easier for all us. Don't know what <laughs> you are talking not, about. When you go on Celebrity Mastermind. It ain't mastermind. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'll say no more. I don't want to ruin the magic. What was your specialist subject on mastermind? Uh, Quantum Leap, the TV series. I thought you were going to say quantum physics for a second. I was like, I have really underestimated you, Jason. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I've got a degree in it. Yeah, Quantum Leap. Wow. Nailed it. 
Did you? Absolutely nailed Quantum Leap, yeah. That was fine. Do you remember how many you got right? I got 100% on Quantum Leap. Wow. Then the general knowledge started. Right. I got beat by Harriet Harman. But then she's a politician. She should be cleverer than me. True. Um, I mean, one of the dancers off Strictly came joint third with me. (laughs) And uh, joint third, I'm clinging on to that. (laughs) There's only four contestants. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, I did that. What else have I done? Um, Millionaire. Got into the final on 15 to 1. Oh. Me and Stephen Mangan were the last two. I did 15 to 1. I did. I nearly got into the final, that's what I'm saying. I did all right with that. That's tactical, though. It's about getting rid of the right person. Yeah, it is. I voted off um, Jermaine Greer, which I, I still regret, to be honest. I felt I felt bad about that. You know, you've got to take out the strongest. You do, yeah. My enemy's enemy is my friend. <laughs> but uh, millionaire, you, so generally, if, you think, if you're thinking about it, you can be savvy. And so you can go, right, well, I'll pick a friend or I'll pick someone who I know is quite bright or whatever. But I just didn't. I didn't have any time to think about it. So they just said, "We'll just pair we pair you with another celebrity on the day." So I got there, and they paired me with uh, Amir Khan. Fine. There's some very clever boxers out there. Chris Eubank sounds like a very clever man. Amir Khan, lovely boy. We sit there, and uh, there was a moment where he said, um, "With well, a question," and this was just the first question, right? And it said, "E equals MC square." The, you know, theory of relativity. Um, which geniuses, you know, yeah. came up with this formula, right? It was like uh, Albert Einstein. And then the other three were like people off TOWIE. <laughs> like, one of it was like an orange. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was... <laughs> it was the obvious one, right? And uh, so I thought, look, I'll, you know, obviously I know this, but let's see what Amir can do. Let's let's get this started. Right. And I said, Amir, what? and he not properly looked at it, he just looked at the questions. Rob, to be fair to him, he'd only looked at the questions and not the multiple choice answers. And he, he said, um, uh, this, was, this was before I was born. <laughs> I was like, that is not an excuse to not know something. Like, I know about dinosaurs, but it doesn't, I wasn't there. This is Jason Manford. This is... Radio. Where real music matters.